nothing bad. Just like nothing bad in my picks I got here. And we're live. <laughs> we're live, Gabe. Oh, man. Welcome to the Gambling Shack. Uh, I, I'm Robert Harris Jr., a.k.a. Bobby Beats. Uh, my man, man. My main man, Gabe Myers. G underscore Myers 33 on Twitter. Um, hey, man, we back. Uh, we gave you college season props. Uh, college football season's kicked off. Uh, week zero was um, what you expected. It was some blowout games. Uh, it was a competitive game in the Big Ten. Uh, but uh, now. This is the real start of college. <laughs> yeah, week one is the real start. Tomorrow, start. September 2nd. When mm -hmm. Ohio State and Minnesota kick off, that is the real start of college football. That that's the real and the defending FCS national champion Sam Houston State Bearcats mm -hmm. kick off in Flagstaff against Northern Arizona. That's the that's the real prime. Oh, yeah, uh, I I always forget they're not in the Southland anymore. They have graduated to the W. Well, to the WAC, but. Um, uh, it's, it's it's titled something different, and it's, it's, so it's the AQ seven for football. Ah, okay, because the WAC schools, like Grand Canyon, for example, doesn't have a football program. Like, there's mm -hmm. a lot of schools in the WAC that don't have a football program. Yeah, so they've combined with like Jacksonville State's the, mm -hmm. the main one. Then there's a few others, but it, there's there's a seventeen. It's called the AQ seven for yeah. football. So the win. AQ7 because it's the seventh automatic qualifier conference for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, my yeah. cousin who played basketball at Utah Valley. They're in the WAC. They don't have a they don't have a football yeah. team. And like UTRGV down in the valley mm -hmm. where I went to high school. They uh mm -hmm. they don't got a football team out there, but they're in the WAC. So it, there's a lot of schools in that situation. Yeah. Um, right. Mexico State's also in the WAC, but they're an independent football program right now, not sure exactly how that works but yeah they got, i know this ain't a college this going there's not gonna be a college football season i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna go belly aching on a group of five teams or really utah was one of the worst teams in texas you see how they stick they steamrolled new mexico state i well, might have it's not any good yeah they're not any good I, I was the cappers who i work with they were like they were big on new mexico state i'm like are you guys kidding me? I know UTEP sucks, but they're better than New Mexico State, and they they proved it. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about college football bets individually tomorrow. Let's get into the into some NFL season things because Rob thought with his head, not his heart, and I'm very proud of him. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm very proud of him. I'm looking at one bet in particular that we will touch on very shortly here. But so kind of the way we're going to do this, kind of go through the format of the show before we get started. So we went through each conference, AFC, NFC. We've got one, you know, there's four divisions each conference. We pick one division winner that mm -hmm. we like kind of the – it's kind of a value thing here, one division winner we like, and we pick two over-unders. Did the same in the NFC, so we're giving you two division winners and four over-unders. Uh, we're giving you one awards pick that we like. And I don't – I think you took a different approach to this than I did with the Super Bowl. I didn't necessarily do like a Super Bowl bet. Like I like this team and this team. Ah. I just gave teams whose value I mm -hmm. like, whose va whose value I like. Because I think the NFL, as opposed to like basketball, where it's like the Brooklyn Nets are going to be the overwhelming favorite to win the NBA title next year. Um, 
football, you know, you got you got up to like 12 teams that you can kind of convince yourself they can do this, you know. So I, I think I kind of go on the end of that 12 um, in, in my picks. But that that's kind of how I took the approach. Rob went more of a matchup style thing, which – his Super Bowl pick is not at all out of the realm of po- out of the realm of possibility. There um, would not be surprised if those two teams end up matching up in the Super Bowl. So, with all that being said, let's get started. Rob, who do you AFC? Who's the value you like for a division winner out there in the AFC? I like Cleveland Browns out the AFC North at plus one fifty. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Going back into this offense, had an gr- incredible season last year with the Browns. They what they got to the – did they get to the AFC championship? No, divisional round. Divisional round. I, I, I'm tripping. They got to the divisional round, took out Pat Mahomes in the game, and um <laughs> and lost to uh, – oh, my God, who's the backup? Uh, Chad Henney. Chad Henney. Shout out to all the Michigan Wolverines. I'm sorry. I didn't know your quarterback. But – um. Uh yeah, he, he they he scrambled for like twenty yards and and one of the drives. He ran that sprint ride option at the end, the Tyree kill that got <laughs> up and that got it for him. So, Which but, uh, called by Andy Reid, but damn it, it worked. Yeah, uh, but Cleveland Browns is the to me the best value. Uh, the the AFC North is pretty competitive when you really think about it. The Bengals will be much better. Uh, the Ravens will be good. The Steelers will take a step back, but they still will be solid to me. Um, Mike Pritchard, Tomlin never had a losing season. They still got T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick on that defense, Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, they, I mean, Pittsburgh, do, are they going to start off 11-0 this year? No. Probably not. Um, <laughs> they're, uh, they're not at all a walkover. Yeah, so – but I just think Cleveland Browns, uh, the best team that you can get for plus 150, Baker, OBJ is back. Um, and he, he's catching one-handed passes just on warm-ups. It's not real game yet, but he's going to catch one-hand passes. Juice Landry still out there. The running back core, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Uh, the tight end, you got Hooper. You got Najuko. Uh, and the, what's the Florida Atlantic kid's name? Harrison Bryant's a good Harrison player. Harrison Bryant, yeah. I mean, he, Brown's got talent out there. They really do. And the defensive side is, is solid too as well. Uh, but I, I think that plus 150, throw 50, throw 100 bucks on that. I think that you could turn that into a profit. That Like Cleveland Browns is the best, probably the best offensive team in that, in that, in that, in that division. Um, I think they can pull this off. I think Baker understands the moment, and I think he could he could strive for for more, try to get to the AFC Championship. Yeah. So I will say this: I am actually very high on the Baltimore Ravens this year. So I disagree with you, but here are the points I will make in your favor. Here, the Ravens are minus one, or, or not minus plus one fifteen. Mm-hmm. I think this is, this is the most interesting division in the AFC. I think pretty clearly the AFC North. Browns are really good. Like we went through the offense personnel, they basically went out and drafted slash signed a brand new defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to be how good on that side of the ball are they going to be? I don't know. Believe they will be improved. I, I absolutely think they will be improved. Here's what I'll say. Kevin Stefanski runs that Shanahan zone run scheme. You know, that that's the base of his offense. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks in year two of that offense tend to play really, really well. Baker now going into year two, 
there's a potential to see him pop there. And there's kind of a trend that's been building. You know, Matt Ryan year two won the MVP. We saw what Aaron Rodgers did last year in year two of the offense. Remember, this is an offense that had Matt Schaub thrown for almost 5,000 yards. I mean, this is – we so we could see Baker. I, I don't think Baker's as good of a quarterback as maybe some other people do. Mm-hmm. But we do – I do believe that Baker is capable in this offense. I think this offense is set up for him to perhaps outperform his talent level. And mm-hmm. he's got great personnel around him and a really good offensive coach to allow him to do that. So I'm high on Baltimore, but I do believe the Browns will make the playoffs. It's absolutely going to be a division race. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I do I do think the Ravens ultimately win the division, but I do think the Browns are really, really good. Uh, my divisional pick, we go to the AFC South. This is really a two-horse race. Uh, and I like Indianapolis plus 150. The Titans are actually – you're giving up money if you want to bet the Titans to win the AFC South. Um, I don't like that. I like the Colts' value at plus 150. They got the best offensive line in this division. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Carson Wentz with Frank Reich back. Not that we'll see him play at the MVP level necessarily of tw- that he did in, 26, in 2017. Mm-hmm. But I do believe he will uh, – I, I do believe we will see a bit of a renaissance from him. I think he will play better. And also, you look at the team around him. I mentioned the offensive line. They have Jonathan Taylor who they, and Mar- Marlon Mack comes back, and they got Nahi Pine. So they got a stable of running backs, and they're going to be able to ride those guys. And Matt Eberflus in that defense, mm-hmm. that um, defense with Matt Eberflus, it's really, really good. It's really, really time. They got DeForest Buckner. They have, uh, what's his name, Darius Leonard at linebacker. They got a good secondary. This is a really good, well-rounded team. And looking at the Titans side of things, I know they added Julio Jones. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, how are you going to stop them now? Well, they lost their offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith. The guy Uh they brought in, Todd Downing, he was at one point the OC for the Raiders, and the Raiders regressed when he came in. I think Arthur Smith was one of the best coordinators in all of football, and he was someone that Tannehill had a really good connection with. Ryan Tannehill's been a top 10 quarterback the last two years. That's something no one talks about. Will that continue without Arthur Smith? I do have my doubts. I know the Titans signed Bud Dupree this offseason, but their defense is still really, really bad. I like the Colts. I know they have a rough early schedule, and Wentz's week one availability is somewhat up in the air. But I think they navigate those first three, four weeks of the year. I like the Colts to go and win the AFC South. I think that the, t- the Titans take a little bit of a step back here, even though they added Julio. And even though I drafted Julio on one of my fantasy teams, I do believe the Titans take a little bit of a step back uh, without Arthur Smith. I don't believe their defense is very good still. I think the Colts are the most well-rounded team in this division. I expect the uptick in production from Carson Wentz and a decrease in the mistakes. So give me the, the Indianapolis Colts, same value you got with the Browns, plus 150 there. I like this because it's really a two-horse race in the AFC South. You're choosing between the Colts and the Titans versus in the AFC North, you got Pittsburgh and you got Baltimore battling in there with Cleveland as well. Those are three legitimate mm-hmm. contenders. And the AFC South, I feel like it's one legitimate contender. And remember, it was a tiebreaker last year that decided the division title. True. It was a tiebreaker last year. I like the Colts. I think the Colts have made improvements. Not sure about the Titans. I like the Colts plus 150. Yeah, I mean, only thing about the Colts is just, hey, is Carson Wentz healthy? That's pretty much that you're asking yourself. Is that foot good to go? Uh, Quentin Nelson, the offensive line, he had the same pretty much foot injury. Uh, I think he, he's going to be out for a while, too. Uh, but uh, Well, they Carson- said they were going to be out for a while, but then Carson Wentz out there running around at practice on that foot looking <laughs> just fine. So yeah, you never so- know what medical science can do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, true that. Uh, but uh, it's just uh, 
it's it's just a question mark with Carson Wentz. I don't know what to expect. I don't. I mean, of course, I'm not getting 2017 Carson Wentz, but um, it's just you about that. Then the Colts move into like a top five Super Bowl favorite type of team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're right. Uh, the AFC South is between two teams now. Uh, what we're doing is one division winner that we like, and we're doing two over slash under. So we can have one under, one over. Um, so I'll start it off. Houston Texans under four wins. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud Thank of you because I know it kills you to admit that this team is going to be horrible. Yeah. It's just no value with this team. Like, it's no value – with this team, it is it's it's tough to watch. Now the preseason is the preseason, but that third preseason game is what you're gonna see out there <laughs> in real live action every Sunday. That is what you're gonna see every Sunday. So when I watched the Bucks game, I was like, okay, this this ain't it. This, this ain't it. Davis Mills, hey, he's young. He's gonna develop. I mean, he's gonna make mistakes. He's a rookie, but it just, I mean, I don't even understand the philosophy of keeping five running backs on the roster. I don't get that at all. Like, why are we keeping name, name me besides Brandon Cooks and Justin Reed? Name me yeah. an above average player on it. And Laramie Tunsil. Name me an above average player on the Texans roster. Well, Gabe, we good friends, so I'm not gonna say Mark Ingram, but uh no, oh, but, Mark Ingram got cut by Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but I, I was looking at his resume. Inactive on game days last year. Well, they yeah, that, yeah, they went. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins took his spot. Um, uh, but it, it, the Texans gonna be they're gonna be horrible, man. I guess a Super Bowl for this team is what five wins, six wins like that. Super Bowl for this team is two wins. They're going zero and seventeen. Nah, I, I, I got I got one. I got three wins uh, for this team. I, don't, I ain't gonna shut them down like I that. I don't know if they're gonna score three touchdowns, much much less win three games. You know it's bad when you're in fantasy football and you look at who's left, and it's like most of the Texan squad, like <laughs> all the running backs. Like Brandon Cooks goes like in eleventh, the twelfth round, pretty much yeah, every. Yeah, Brandon Cooks is the one draftable fantasy player on that. Which fantasy football and real football are and everything, but you want to <laughs> have like you know. You want to have your starting running back be someone you draft, you know, ideally one of your receivers, hopefully your quarterbacks, one of the top 20 quarterbacks. So he's on the two, you know, he's, he makes mm-hmm. a 10 team league, but Texans have none of it outside of Brandon cooks. I'm proud of you, Rob, because I know this really hurts your heart to go under right there. So I'll be negative with you here. Although I, so I agree with Rob wholeheartedly. I already have multiple wagers. I got one at four and a half for the Texans mm-hmm. over under there. I have multiple wagers on the Texans winning less than uh, well, one less than four and a half and one less than four games. And I'll probably place one more wager before the season starts. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go, we're going, we're going to go to the AFC North division. We just talked about, we mentioned Baltimore, we mentioned Pittsburgh, we mentioned the Cleveland Browns, three really good teams, three teams that I, I believe two of the three will make the playoffs outside chance. Maybe all three even make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, the low end of this division, the Cincinnati Bengals, Six and a half, that's too big of a number for me, even with the extra game. There's a real chance they go 0 6 in division. And it's not that the Bengals have no talent. Um, I, I think T. Higgins had a good rookie year last mm-hmm. year. Uh, Tyler Boyd's a good wide receiver. They drafted Jamar Chase, although reports on him in training camp have been horrible. 
And same with Joe Burrow. He apparently is not really comfortable on that injured knee quite yet. Offensive mm-hmm. line, they didn't really improve that this offseason. Outside of Jesse Bates, what's the uh, high-end defensive personnel they had? I look at this roster, and I look at the coaches have Zach Taylor against – Stefanski, coach of the year last year. Mike Tomlin never had a losing season in his career. And John Harbaugh, who's built one of the best cultures in the NFL out there in Baltimore. It's a coaching mismatch. It's a personnel mismatch in their division. I'm going under six and a half for Cincinnati. I don't see seven wins for them. I th- I see 0 and 6 in division. I, I think there's a real chance this team doesn't get the four wins. Um, th- I mean, th- I mean with, between Burrow's injury, not improving the offensive line, Jamar Chase not playing – at all like a first-round draft pick, much less the fifth overall pick up to this point. And the wide receiver, they're fine at wide receiver, even without him, but they don't have much else. You know, can they – Joe Mixon, I think, is a talented running back. Is their offensive line good enough to really run the football there? And all of that, and they're in this division. Cleveland Browns got Miles Garrett, and they added Davion Clowney. They got Sheldon Richardson on a defensive line. They yeah. Their defensive front is really, really good. Pittsburgh's got T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward in there. Their defensive front's really, really good. Baltimore, the names aren't quite there with Baltimore, but do they not always have, like, two guys with 10 sacks at the end of the year? Yeah. Is that just not what the Baltimore Ravens do? I'm betting on the culture, and especially in their defensive front with Wink Martindale calling the plays on defense. Under six and a half for Cincinnati, you're getting minus 130 there, so you got to give up a little bit of money. But I don't see Cincinnati winning seven games. I, I just don't see it. If they were in, you know, the NFC East mm-hmm. or even like the NFC North or the AFC North where the Packers are the one really high-end team there, but you got three at minimum above-average teams. And, you know, at minimum, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cleveland are going to be above-average. All three of those teams might end up being really, really good. So I just don't see – they'll be lucky to get one win in division. With that, I like under six and a half for the Bengals. I agree. I, I just think uh... – like you said, Joe Burrow's not comfortable on their knee. Uh, I mean, Jamar Chase will be a stud. You know, he's just having a rough. Really? He hasn't shown me. I mean, you you ask the NFL players if they've been in camp with the guy. You ask them with Tom Brady. When did you know Brady was different? Oh, we knew it his rookie year. We knew it right away. That's because he was a six-round pick. With Jamar Chase and what he showed in college, it should be you should be seeing it right now. But remember, this is a guy who didn't play football last year. Yeah, shout out due to the COVID. Yeah, you know, and he, you know, and I, I don't doubt that he was working out and training and doing stuff. But you can't get. I mean, I've, I'm out here talking to high school coaches every day about you know getting these kids back after a year off, and it's totally different. And now mm-hmm. Jamar Chase is going from college to the NFL, and in college he played on a super team, and now in the NFL he's playing on the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, that's uh, I I just and so I'm not saying Jamar Chase can't have a good career. I always have to have a good year this year, and, yeah. also, and also like rookie wide receivers. A lot, of, you know, last year was a bit of an aberration with like the, the success of Justin Jefferson and how good CD Lamb looked, and Jerry Judy had some real flashes. So did Brandon Ayuk. But mm-hmm. how many times do we see rookie wide receivers not play well year one? Yeah. How many times do we think that's kind of what Jamar Chase is going to be in for here? I, and again, the Cincinnati, just the overall talent roster compared to the rest of their division, it just doesn't set up well. Under six and a half for the Bengals. Gotcha. Uh, next team, let's go over. I don't know. I'm stepping out. I'm stepping out with this one. Miami Dolphins over nine. I'm curious to hear the reasoning here. I'm curious. You get the value at 145. Um, so that means uh, in order to make $100, you have to bet 145 bucks. Man, look. I think two are gonna take year two, this two a time. 
Now he's been hearing chatter about oh, getting traded for Deshaun, and I, it's been a lot of chatter. He don't have to worry about Fitz Magic taking away his magic. Yeah, stay with me now. And now the only thing that's worried me is just the running back core. Uh, but I know uh, what's I'm looking at Gaskin. Miles Gaskin had a nice year, 2020. You add Malcolm Brown from L.A. Rams. Now let's go to the wide receiver position. They stacked. I ain't even know some of these guys still play, like Allen Hearns and, and all that stuff. But you you bring Devontae Parker, look, when he's on the field, he's good. He's just injured all the time. Now you add Jalen Waddle, and then uh, keep your eyes on Will Fuller once he come out the suspension. So he's going to miss week one, but he's going to be back. Oh, wait. Yeah, he serves. Yeah, he serves. He serves six games. So, so I think yeah. he's got two. I think he's got. He got two more. He got two more. So he'll come back week three. You get and him. Monte should stay healthy for two weeks. Yeah, he'd be. <laughs> I hope so. And then Jakeem Grant Senior, like they, they got some studs at the wide out position. And he, even Mike Gesicki at tight end. Yeah, That's another, and Preston Williams, who they didn't, uh, you know, who missed like two of his last five games last year. Tua showed some real chemistry with in the games mm-hmm. they played together. Um, so Miami's got they got pass catchers out there. They do, and um, they, they got a good. They they fixed the Xavion Howard, uh, Houston native. They fixed his contract, got him back on board with the team. They got a good. Yeah, that's probably the best corner, top five in the league right now. Uh, nobody talk about. Brian Flores is a is is a New England man. He's he, he come from the uh, he come from the Belichick tree. Um, he lasted longer than uh, what's the name with the pencil all always up on his uh, in his head. Oh, Patricia. <laughs> yeah, it lasted longer than him. Everybody was everybody was poo pooing on Flores. Thought he was gonna get about it up. No, he's building his team the right way. Nine wins. Um, hey, they played New England tough, and then you're gonna see the week one matchup: Mac Jones versus Tua Tagovailoa. So that's gonna be a that's gonna be a good matchup. Though. I think they could split. They could split with uh, New England. They could beat the Jets twice. So what's that? Three wins right there. Buffalo. I think they split. I hey, think they Buffalo put fifty nine on them last time those two teams played it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, supposed to be their defense. I don't know about they, that one, Chief. They, they'll split at the house. Like Miami might sneak one at the house on the uh, game winning field goal. That's not, that sounds like some wishful thinking. <laughs> uh, but the schedule. Um, they could beat the Raiders. In Vegas, that's gonna be. I man, I'm telling you, I gotta get down to Legion Stadium. Um, uh, the Bucks. We don't need to go through the whole schedule right now. We don't need to go through the Dolphins' 17 games. Jags. No, we we gonna we gonna be here all night if we go. They, they play the Texans at home. That's an easy dude. So over nine, over nine for over nine. Uh, for I don't. I don't know. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all 17 that. games, Gabe. Here's the thing. They won a lot of games last year because they forced a lot of turnovers. Yeah. And anyone like, you know, pro gamblers will tell you the turnover factor, a lot of it is luck. A lot of it is luck. Will Miami mm-hmm. have a massive turnover differential in their favor this year? Probably not. Nine feels about right. Not, not like nine feels about right. I'm afraid to say it's double-digit win teams because I you really don't know what Tua – I hope he. I hope he has a good year. I'm rooting. I'm root. I want the Dolphins to be good because uh, I love Tua coming out of the draft. But I, not I, nine feels about right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'd go over or under there. Now, if I got eight and a half, I'd probably be a little more comfortable with the over. 
uh, but nine kind of feels about right. My team, I'm also going over nine. I'm taking the Colts there. I've, a lot of Indianapolis play out here. So I pick up to win the division, um, and I'm going over nine. Um, like I said, it's a two-team race. I mean, you look at nine wins, I four coming from Houston and Jacksonville. The Titans do not do well against the Colts. Now, I expect that to be a split this year. So that's five right there. I think they can get, you know, I think that I believe they can get five more outside of their division. You know, I believe they can uh, go five and six in non-divisional games right there. Um, but like I said, I think this Colts team is very underrated. Even with even if Quentin Nelson misses the first couple weeks of the year, it's still a very good offensive line outside of him. And when he comes back, it might be the best offensive line in all of football. Mm-hmm. I think the pass catching core or with Jack Doyle's an he, he's a he's a solid tight end. Mm-hmm. He finds out of the backfield is a good running back. T.Y. Hilton's still there. Now he is aging, but he's still there. Michael Pittman's a young receiver who emerged at the end of last season. And like I said, they have a really, really good running game and they have a very strong defense. And this is and with Carson Wentz, he's a little bit more of a playmaker. He's played his best football in his career with Frank Reich. Now I'm not expect I'm expecting something more along the lines of 2019 Carson Wentz when the Eagles did win the division. Remember, Wentz outplayed Dak Prescott, who Dominique Foxworth said is better than Tom Brady, but that's an asinine statement. Um, <laughs> Wentz outplayed Dak Prescott with the division on the line in 2019. Uh-huh. If we see 2019 Carson Wentz, which is only two years ago, not four years ago, the way 2017 Carson Wentz is, then I believe that makes the Indianapolis Colts clearly the best team in this division and a double-digit win team. This team won 11 games last year. Uh-huh. They, won, they, won, they, won 11, they won 11 games last year, and not much has changed with them outside of the quarterback. I think this is still a very good team. You know, do I think this is a 13-14 win team? No. But 10-11, and 11, I think absolutely it's a double-digit win team. Give me over nine on the Indianapolis Colts, minus 125 there. Now, yeah. I'm going to win a division, so I, 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 I'm doubling down here. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I can see that. I, I like that pick. I'm, I'm not going to argue. I say nine or ten for the Colts. You either push or you get the victory. Uh, but, you, but looking at it, you got five wins in division right away. Because the yeah. Titans, when have the Titans just dominated the Colts? They don't. No. So, we'll, we'll, But we'll call it a split because I do think the Titans have talent. We'll call it a split. Mm-hmm. It's five wins in division right there. So I need four more to push and just five more. That means if they go one game under 500 outside of the division, I, I win. Yeah. Now, they do have to play the NFC West, which, you know, Seattle, L.A., San Fran, Arizona, that's not four easy games right there. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe I believe the Colts are a good team that is getting way undervalued in the betting market. That's my uh, that's kind of my undervalued team of the year. Uh, you might see throughout the NFL season, I might be uh, doing a lot of Colts games individually there. <laughs> All right, let's go to the NFC. Um, for me <laughs> – you mentioned the NFC West, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick right there. I think the Seahawks at plus two eighty could win this, man. This is I, the best division in football right here. Yeah, it really is. I, you just can't count out Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And they won the division last year. Like yeah. I know Russ kind of tailed off there towards the end of the year. What they go twelve and four? Yeah, they went twelve. I mean, they went twelve and four last year. They hosted a playoff game, won the division. You get Chris Carson back. They brought in a new offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought in Gerald Everett from the Rams. Um, they still have Lockett and DK on the outside. I I, I agree with the value you got here because I think plus two eighty is that's a great value for the Seattle team with especially with Russell Wilson. They got the best quarterback in the division. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Chris Carson. 
You mentioned uh Everett coming from the Rams. Really just hey, still in the division. <laughs> just travel to the other team. Uh the wide receiving core, you can't forget about Tyler Lockett. I mean, my goodness, this this young man slant, post route, goal route, any route you put out there, he gonna get it. DK Metcalf is a machine. We know what we're getting right there. Now the defense, on the other hand, it ain't Legion of Boom anymore. But you still got Bobby Wagner controlling the middle with in the linebacker position. Uh, the DBs, they're solid. Man, I'm put the phone down. So I'm looking at the roster. They're solid enough to uh, to contain. And then you ask yourself in that division, can you get four? Can you get five wins? I don't know about five. I, I think you split. No, <laughs> I don't know about five. You can get four. I don't think anyone in that division is getting five wins this year. Nah. Ain't no one going five and one in that division. Uh, ain't ain't yeah. no one going five and one in that division. <laughs> but uh, but I, I love I love the value of the Seahawks. Like I said, get put a hundred dollars down on it. That's two eighty for the outright win. Russell Wilson, like like we said, he's the best quarterback in that division. Seahawks won the division last year. Um, Sometimes without a running game, they had to put the game on Russell Wilson's shoulders. And, and like you, he tailed off at the end of the season, but at the start, he was in the MVP conversation. So if they could keep that same energy to start off the season, uh, the Seahawks will be well okay, a okay to win the West. Yeah. So I actually like the value here. I'm staying in the West. I'm taking the Rams plus 190, mm-hmm. but I do like the value with Seattle there. San Francisco is actually more is actually the favorite to win this division, which I think, and I love Trey Lance. I love Trey Lance coming out. Kyle Shanahan's probably my favorite coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a little rich with a rookie quarterback, uh, with, with a rookie quarterback there, a team that has just a massive injury history. Wouldn't feel comfortable betting them to win the division uh, at this point. I like the Rams with Matthew Stafford. Um, okay. I think. I actually think I didn't put this as my awards pick, but I actually think a nice little value there might be Stafford to win MVP. Just, just throwing that out there. Um, but I like the Rams plus 190. McVay has a quarterback that he can really work with. Just, I mean, he's got an absolute dude he can work with there in Stafford. You still got Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey are still on defense. I know you lost a coordinator, Brandon Staley, but you still got good personnel. Those two might be the two best defensive players in the league. Aaron mm-hmm. Donald and Jalen Ramsey, definitely the two best at their individual positions. Um, and uh, like I, I believe this Rams team, good offensive line. I know they lost Cam Akers, but McVay's with that zone blocking scheme, they'll create a running game. Sony Michelle's a talented dude, they just traded for him, but they got really good pass catchers. Van Jefferson watched him have potentially a breakout year. Tyler Higby at tight end. The Rams are a really, really good team. I think a Super Bowl level team. Plus 190 to win this division. Again, I don't understand them being behind the 49ers, given kind of the uncertainty of San Francisco's quarterback situation and the injury history this team has shown over the last three years. Give me the Rams plus 190 to win the division. Not mad at that. Not mad at that. I I do like Seattle at plus 280. I Mm -hmm. do like from a value perspective, I actually like your pick more. And like how I said with Baltimore, I'm also very high on the Rams. Um, So that I'm, I'm just going with it. You look at the NFC. You got to give up money to get Tampa in division. You got to give up money to get the Packers in division. And I ain't going to touch that garbage can of the NFC East. I, I ain't going there. We're not, we, we, I ain't touching that garbage can in the NFC East. I will only bet under win totals for the teams in that division. <laughs> uh, I, I will not bet a division winner because 
the division winner might be five and twelve. So I think the most pressure for the Rams is Matthew Stafford, of course. Uh, the quarterback is always under pressure, but for him to be on a winning caliber team coming from Detroit, it was some rough years. It was some good years for him statistically, but rough years. I mean, he even made the playoffs a few years with Detroit, which was, you know, they yeah, were in the playoffs when they had Barry Sanders there. So, yeah. So, I mean, but the pressure's on him. Like, no, the I LA Rams. It yeah, is because we're you know people like me are expecting him to be a top ten quarterback this year, and I do expect exactly. him to be a top ten quarterback this year. But it you know he's got to do it though. Yeah, the Rams he's, didn't pull that trigger for nothing. Yeah, to get off out of there. No, they 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 gave up a lot to bring in Stafford, so he's got to deliver. But speaking of Jared Goff, mm-hmm. uh, how do you feel about his Detroit Lions there, Rob? Under not, five. Uh, not, not into biting kneecaps, I see. Yeah, I don't know. Under five. Um, value at minus 130. <sighs> I don't know where to start with this team. First, you give away your best wide receiver in Kenny Galladay. He went on in free agency and signed with the Giants. You trade the quarterbacks. One, well, Two uh number one picks overall, which is crazy by the way when I think about it. But Jared Goff. That's right. They were both number one picks. They both were number ones. Jared Goff isn't bad, but he isn't. He needs the pieces around him to make him good. Like the 2018 team. Those pieces don't (laughs) exist in Detroit. (laughs) They don't at all. Like it's not the 2018 Rams where they went all the way to the Super Bowl. It's it's not like that. Um, you drafted the the lineman out of Oregon. Um, I'm I'm just the running backs are not. You don't have Carry On Johnson. Uh, you released him. Um, they got DeAndre Swift though. They no, they got Swift. Swift. I mean, out of Georgia, nice, nice running back. They also, we talk about receivers. Not only Galladay, Marvin Jones is gone too. He's yeah, he's in Jacksonville. So this is this is the wide receiver. It's led by Tyrell Williams. Been around the league, Chargers, Raiders. Probably uh, not who you want as your number one guy. Exactly. You still got the, the wide out from Wisconsin, his second year, uh, Quintez Cephas. Mm-hmm. But TJ Hawkinson is your best wide receiver. He's a tight end. So no, it's, it's the Lions are not. They are. They're not. A talented team. Yeah, they're not going to be talented. I like I like uh, Aduka. Oh, it's his second year uh, out of Ohio State. Uh, but Akuda? Akuda. Why I say Aduka? Why did oh, I put the in front of the A, front of the U? Wow. Akuda. I like him. Uh, but it's, it's, it's going to be tough, man. It's, it's going to be tough for the Lions to win. Uh, in that division, they might go 0 6. They they honestly might drop six games. I I mean they play the Packers tough at Ford Field, but I don't I don't even I don't even know why they they're not they're not yeah they're, they're not good they're not good under five yeah I'm uh I don't I don't buy into the Lions talent either. This might be my hot take of the year right here. I think the Saints are a playoff team without Drew Brees. I think people are underselling this defense. I know they're watching Stephen Corey ain't there, but I trust Sean Payton to scheme dudes open. They got Alvin Kamara out of the backfield, who's a very versatile chess piece for them. And remember, they're not replacing 
2012 Drew Brees. That is peak. They ain't replacing 2010 Drew Brees who won the Super Bowl. They're replacing 2020 Drew Brees who just – he really couldn't throw the ball deep last year. He was very limited in what he could do. I'm not saying I think the Saints are going to be better than they were a year ago, but I think this is a playoff team. I think this is a top-10 defense, maybe even top-5 defense in the NFL. Sean Payton, with how creative he is offensively, will not allow the offense to be bad. Mm-hmm. So – Give me the New Orleans Saints plus 110 here over nine wins. I think the Saints are a double-digit win team this year. I believe the Saints are a playoff team this season. I agree. Jameis Winston is what this offense needed. Somebody who can throw the ball downfield. Not the dink and dunk passes. And this could be a perfect marriage because Sean Payton is very good at you know, scheming guys open up, scheming guys open quickly. And Jameis is naturally very aggressive. So Sean Payton's going to pull Jameis back a little bit with his, you know, kind of the conservative nature of the way he calls plays. Although I think we'll see him be more aggressive this season. And Jameis Winston's going to kind of push the envelope a little bit, which is needed for the Saints, especially given their wide receiver core this year, that you're going to need to take some chances throwing down the field. And Jameis is going to do that. And in Sean Payton's offense, I don't know if it's possible to throw 30 interceptions. So this, I think this could end up being a really good marriage between coach and quarterback here. Uh, I respect that. Uh, to finish off the NFC, um, over nine and a half wins, minus 160 for the Seattle Seahawks. I think this is an 11-12 win team. I'm looking at the schedule right now. It's going to be – I think they have the hardest schedule, one of the top five hardest schedules. Well, every based, team in that division has got a brutal schedule. Yeah, based on the records from last season. So you kick it off at the Colts, and then Tennessee, you got an old Alicia coming to uh, – is it still called Quizfield? Oh, no. We don't need to go through the whole schedule. <laughs> we don't need to go through 17 games here. But, but uh, the schedule yeah. is tough. It's a first-place schedule because they won a division, mm-hmm. and they play in the NFC West. So that's six games that are not easy, four yeah. of which San Francisco and uh, L.A. that are just tough. Like, those are mm-hmm. two of the toughest teams you can play. So it is a tough schedule, but I like it. You're doubling down. Because you pick up and win a division. So, of course, the winner of the NFC West ain't going to be 9-8. and eight. They ain't going to be 9-8. and eight. Yeah, They're going to cut it. They ain't going to be 9-8. and eight. I'm with you. I'm actually, I don't know about 12, but I think there's a double-digit win team absolutely in Seattle. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a playoff team. Russell Wilson's missed the playoffs one time in his career. And the one time they missed it, he went 9-7. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so I, I'm with you here on Seattle and the over – in the over nine and a half. Um, I'm going to, I'm on the other side here. I'm going under with this one. This will hurt you because you think the Eagles are somehow going to be a good football team this year. Um, I'm going under six and a half for the Eagles. I, I know Jalen hurts is your boy Houston area dude, uh, but he completed 52% of his passes last year. That's not great. I listened to their head coach, Nick Sirianni sound dumb talking about how smart his football team was going to be. Red flag. I'm, I'm just going to – if you sound dumb talking about how smart you're going to be, that's a red flag in the Gabe Myers book of red flags. Um, and it's the old team. You know, Zach Ertz, it's an old offensive line. You know, uh, that, that's offensive line that hasn't been able to stay healthy. It's a defensive line that's older with mm-hmm. Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox still there. I don't see who's good in secondary. I just don't see the really good players on this team. You know, Devontae Smith I think is talented. Jalen Rager – you know, maybe he proves that he was a should you know he should have been a high draft pick, but didn't really do much last year. Under six, even in this garbage can of a division, 
under six and a half wins for the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't see them getting to seven and ten. I really don't. I think they're going to be a lot closer to four wins than they are to seven. Um, but I just don't see this as I just don't see this as a very good team. I don't see it as a good coaching staff or a good talent roster. And I don't see, you know, maybe they have some big names in the first string guys because it's guys that they won a Super Bowl with four years ago. But all those guys are four years older now. All, all those dudes are four years older. It's an old team. It's not a very talented team. And it's with outside of the Texans, maybe the worst coaching staff in the NFL, under six and a half for the Philadelphia Eagles. I respect that. Let's uh, move quickly um, to the awards. Da, da, da. Uh, so I think we both did rookie of the year awards. Yeah, no. I almost kind of wish I went with my Matthew Stafford one that I said earlier. But Matthew Stafford MVP, there's some uh, there's some value in there. There's, there's some there's value in this one. Mac Jones, rookie of the year. This went from plus a thousand to plus four fifty. I wish I got it at plus a thousand when, <laughs> when it was out there. Uh but Mac Jones plus four fifty. Big news came down. Cam Newton got released by the Patriots. Um and I, I mean, I love the eyes still. Put a hundred down, still get paid out four fifty. Mac Jones is, I mean, he. Let's be honest. He had a better preseason than Cam. He looked good. He looked better than Cam. Um, we got to see what he could do in this offense. Can he bring life uh, to this offense that desperately needed it last season? Uh, he's a Bill Belichick guy. I think he's. I want to say he's a Tom Brady. 2.0 guy don't, don't don't start with that you're setting yourself up for failure if you do that no. but i think he i think he suits that offense uh get to see mac jones in action i think he's gonna have a great season i think he he can win rookie of the year it's either because i'm looking at who's playing right now at quarterback uh trevor zach and mac jones playing right now week one they're the starter yeah so I, out of those three if you ask me who's the better rookie who, who will have a better season i gotta go with mac jones yeah, I actually I, – I like that because not just that he's going to be a starter because he is, but right. I think the Patriots are, if not a playoff team, they're going to be in a playoff race. So mm-hmm. he's going to be playing meaningful games down the stretch there, whereas I think Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson will probably have better statistical seasons, but they're mm-hmm. not going to be playing meaningful games there. Watch out for Najee Harris. If Pittsburgh has a good year and he plays well, that'll be a, that'll be a storyline to follow there. But I, I like that there. I don't know if I think he's going to necessarily win rookie of the year. But, like I said, week one starter, and I think the Patriots are going to be playing meaningful games, and that's, mm-hmm. that's going to matter. Because as the Patriots, let's say go 11-6, and six, Mac Jones' starting QB gets them a wild card spot. Meanwhile, the Jets win four games and the Jags win, let's say, six. Then, well, I know Trevor Lawrence's stats were – 15% better, but Mac Jones won games that mattered. So that, you know, that's, a, there's a very real chance that happens. I can absolutely see Mac Jones walking away with the rookie of the year, offense rookie of the year when it's all said and done. I'm going on a defense side of the ball for rookie of the year. I like Jamin Davis, the linebacker out of Tulsa, who the, uh, who the Washington football team picked up. He's playing behind a great defensive line, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen on the inside. We all know about Chase mm-hmm. on the outside with Montez Sweat. Um, Jamin Davis, but playing behind that defense line, gonna make a lot of plays for them. Ron Rivera, linebacker. Last time Rivera drafted a linebacker in the first round was a guy by the name of Luke Keekley, who I heard mm-hmm. ended up being okay as a football player. Um, so I'm not saying Jamin Davis is going to be Luke Keekley, but I think he's going to have a huge year. He's going to be one of the key players on one of the top five defenses in football. 
So, and Washington's a team in that division that can absolutely make the playoffs. They're going to be right there and hunt all the way through. I said Jamin Davis have a very good year and win defense rookie of the year. And what we talked about when we were doing draft props, you know, a few months back, it was a pretty weak first round rookie defensive class. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know Micah Parsons is a big name, the linebacker for the Cowboys, but is the Cowboys defense going to be any good? I doubt it. Um, and he's got two other linebackers, Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch, already on the team. Going to be hard for a corner to win Rookie of the Year because these awards are so statistical in nature. So you know, even if Patrick Sertain has an amazing season in Denver, J.C. Horn in Carolina, they might have like three interceptions. Are those guys going to win Rookie of the Year? Probably not. Jamin Davis going to have well over 100 tackles. This is the type of guy that wins Rookie of the Year, especially in a year in a draft class where there weren't these elite pass rushers. So give me Jamin Davis, Defensive Rookie of the Year for the Washington football team, WFT. <laughs> All right, to wrap up the show for NFL Prop Bet, uh, we're going to go with uh, two Super Bowls or teams, basically, that we like as far as value is concerned. I think mine is just real simple. Uh, <laughs> Chiefs plus 500, put 100 down, 500. I think they're the best team. Of course, uh, Pat Mahomes and uh, what what a career! What a way to start off your career! Uh, first year, first, I mean, second year, first year, full starting, win MVP. Third year, you go to the Super Bowl, you win and you win Super Bowl MVP. Um, that team is in, the team is incredible. Um, wide outs. I mean, you lose Sammy Watkins, but that's okay. We got Miko Hardman. We got Robinson. Oh, 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 we got I mean, Tyreek Hill. I mean, they got Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I think they're That's doing okay. the best. <laughs> You're okay with that uh, defensive side? Eh, I mean, Tyrone Matthews there. And... Here's, the thing, here's the thing with the Chiefs, and I, I get it picking – like, plus 500 is a lot. Like, that's a, mm. that's a lot for a, for a Super Bowl bet. But who in the AFC has beaten them? Since, since, you know, other than Brady Belichick in 2018, yeah. who in the yeah. AFC has, been, has beaten them? Nobody. Like, Baltimore's been really good, and we'll touch on Baltimore in a minute. They've been really good, but Andy and Mahomes have owned them. Yeah. You know, the, tit- the Titans aren't close to Kansas City. The Colts haven't, you know, they haven't really been there yet. The Bills got slaughtered by them in the AFC Championship game last year. Mm-hmm. I mean – Who's beaten Kansas City? So it's it's a big number, but who's beaten Kansas City in the AFC? Like that's a that 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 makes the number like under like I understand why the number is what it is, even though it's a huge mm-hmm. number. I understand why it is what it is because that's the reality of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And then who's your you got you got a second team in there? Oh yeah, Green Bay Packers uh, plus twelve hundred. Um, I really like the value of this team. I think this is the last dance. Uh, Devontae Adams posted that on his Instagram, and he tagged Aaron Rodgers, said last dance. I think this is the last hoorah for these guys. Aaron Rodgers had a little um, little soap opera going on. Yeah. He just was upset at the front office, but they resolved that issue, and he's back out there on the football field doing his thing. I think they're going to give it all they got. We might, have, we might see a rematch of <laughs> – Packers versus the Bucks in the NFC Championship game. Um, yeah, the that- Super Bowl odds are really high too. Plus six hundred, I think, or plus six fifty. Which yeah. in the NFC is loaded as it is. I don't, mm. I don't know if I really want to touch that. 
Yeah. yeah. But I, I like the Packers. Um, you know, you add a wide receiver, you draft a wide receiver, um, Rodgers from Clemson, Armani Rodgers. Um, running back, you got a loaded running back. I mean, they still um, got Aaron Jones back there. So yeah, A.J. Dillon from Boston College. Um, you added another guy uh, in the backfield that's slipping my mind. But I, I like the Packers uh, at that value, plus 1,200. Yeah, so so I pick I put three teams in there for the Super Bowl. Two, I actually think this will be a Super Bowl matchup in just my own head. Uh, Rams and Ravens, both at plus fourteen hundred. I'm a believer in the Stafford McVay combination. I've kind of made that clear earlier in the show. I'm a believer in that combination in that offense. Don't love that Cam Akers is going to be out for the year, but McVay is going to you know he'll figure out how to get running backs rushing yards. Uh, they'll have a run game. I'm very confident in that. Put Rams and Ravens both plus fourteen hundred, um, and so I, with the Rams, I do. They're going to come out of a very tough division. They're going to be battle tested come playoff time. I like again. I like the Stafford McVay combination. It's hard to go back to back appearances. So Tampa Bay. I mean Belichick Brady did it. They went back to back appearances twice. Well, mm-hmm. in their twenty year run, things would be hard to do that in Tampa Bay given the depth of the NFC with Green Bay, with the Rams, San Francisco, Seattle. Um, it'll be hard to go back to back appearances there. Um, I'm gonna take the Rams out of that combination of coach, quarterback, chemistry, overall roster. Like the Rams come out of the NFC. Um, I like Baltimore plus 1400 as well. I mm-hmm. had the same theory in college football. If you're a great team with a great coach, eventually you're just gonna break through. Um, and with the NFL, add great quarterback to that. Lamar is flawed, I think he's a Giannis of the NFL, he's flawed. But he's a great player. He's a great mm-hmm. quarterback. What he does, no one else can do at the quarterback position. Eventually, I believe Baltimore is going to break through. I actually don't think losing J.K. Dobbins is going to affect him much. I, Gus Edwards averages over five yards of carry for his career. And Lamar is a great runner. And with the way that offense is designed, they're going to run the football, wh- whether it's me, you, or whoever else back there. They're going to they're gonna get rushing yards. Uh, so I'm really not worried about the J.K. Dobbins loss. Does Lamar develop as a passer? They added Sammy Watkins, more speed on that team. He's a very talented receiver. Drafted Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, a guy I actually really liked in college, didn't play last year, so we'll kind of see how he performs. Um, But Lamar's got to improve as a passer. He knows that. He's made jumps his first couple years in the league, first three years in the league. I start to make another jump this season as a passer. Not that he's going to be Aaron Rodgers back there, Patrick Mahomes back there, but I do expect him to be a very capable passer this season. Um, and like I said, I think they're a really good team. Eventually, they're going to break through. Uh, maybe it comes by beating Kansas City. Maybe someone else beats Kansas City and they go through them in the AFC. I like the Ravens plus 1,400. I like the odds there because this is a really good team that you know is going to be there come playoff time. And you're getting over 1,000 odds there. And I think, you know, outside of Kansas City, mm-hmm. you know, with the uh, with the AFC, you're looking at Baltimore. Who are you just super confident it's going to beat them? Um, you know, I know Buffalo beat them last year, but are you just get are you just certain Buffalo can replicate that defensive performance? I'm not. I like Baltimore out of the AFC. And then an absolute long shot value pick, the Colts at plus 4,000. It's not that I believe the Colts are going to win the Super Bowl necessarily. That's not what this is. Mm-hmm. The Denver Broncos are also plus 4,000 to win the Super Bowl, Rob. The Denver Broncos are plus 4,000 to win the Super Bowl. You're telling me the Colts and the Broncos are the same, that they're the same team, mm-hmm. they're the same caliber. 
I mean, I know you're probably not as high in the Colts as I am, but do you believe that? No, I don't believe it. <laughs> I mean, you look at the teams ahead of the Den- – and I had the same line of thinking with the Houston Astros, and mm-hmm. it's turning out – it turned out I got value there. We'll see if they actually win it. But <laughs> the Vikings and the Colts have plus 4,000 odds. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals, who are not making the playoffs, have plus 4,000 odds. The Dolphins, the Saints, the Patriots, the Chargers have better odds than the, than the Indianapolis Colts. I don't see it. So I, in terms of a value play here, I believe the Colts are going to win their division, host their first playoff game. Mm-hmm. Playing a weak division, they could have a higher seed, and they have a really good defense. Kind of the last team defensively to really get outside of Tampa Bay when the Chiefs' entire offensive line didn't exist. Um, when the Chiefs were fully healthy, the last team to give them problems offensively was the Indianapolis Colts in 2019. On a Sunday night football game when Jacoby Brissett was their starting quarterback and Mahomes and Andy Reid couldn't move the ball on them in a home game. Now, I'm not saying I expect them to necessarily replicate that performance, but they've proven that they can hang with Kansas City defensively. Eberflus knows what he's doing back there. Frank Reich's a really good coach. They have a talented, if inconsistent, quarterback. Mm -hmm. Back with the guy that got him to an MVP level of play at plus 4,000? I mean, that's a – you put 100 bucks down to win 4000 I mean, I might just go put – like this – I mean, if there if there's any of these teams after, you know, Seattle plus 2200 you know, that's the ninth – that's the ninth team, and that's usually about eight or nine is kind of when that Super Bowl window kind of closes. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's anyone after that, it's the Colts. Yeah. It's so that's kind of, it's not that I think the Colts are gonna be holding up the Lombardi trophy the second week in February. The value it's just the value. It's just the value. Okay. Okay, we we gonna see. We gonna see. And that was the NFL season props by the gambling shack. Uh we will be back on what Friday uh to discuss some key games for the week one of college football. And until then, oh, I'm Robert Harris Jr., a.k.a. Bobby Beats. Uh, follow me on Twitter at RoboHarris Jr. That's my main man, my man Gay Myers, at G underscore Myers 33. And until then, people, happy betting. Happy betting.